Hello, beautiful people, and thank you so much for tuning in today to today's episode. I am sure you saw the title where we are going to talk today about COVID-19 or the coronavirus. Today's episode was a little bit, I guess you could say unexpected because the coronavirus seems like from one week to another, it's getting more and more of a bigger issue or topic just globally around the world. And I think that as it seems like it's getting closer to home, a lot of people are maybe freaking out a little bit, um, having more conversations about it. So I wanted to come in and talk to you guys, um, maybe some concerns that we have as business owners, as lash salon business owners. And I want to say this episode is not only for lash artists or people who have um, employees, but just people in the service industry in general, whether it be um, beauty, um, waiters, anybody just like in the service industry, whether you're doing massage, hair, whatever, like the information shared today is so good. I mean, I am so glad that we did this. We have a really awesome guest. Her name is Jill Pelican, and she, I'm sure you've heard her name, and she's known as like the mama of the lash artist. Um, she has been doing lashes since 2006 and started her business Lash Effects in 2007. So she has a rich amount of experience. Also, she I'm sure she's seen it all, heard it all, done it all. Um, and I just love when she gives advice because it's such wholesome, good, solid advice. It's not just, I don't know, it's just really good advice, and I'm I'm so grateful that she um, came on today to talk with us about things to do uh, in our business and kind of give us different ideas and different perspectives, which is really awesome. Before uh, I go into our conversation, I wanted to share a quote that I saw today on social media, and I thought this was so good because I think with this... Um, virus kind of going around a lot of us it feels like a lot of us are really really freaking out and letting this fear kind of freeze us or take us over Um, and of course there is a reason this is a real issue I'm not saying that you know this isn't something small it is a real issue but I do believe that fear can kind of really take over our lives so this quote says viruses are contagious so is panic fear hysteria calm positivity, kindness, and love. And I absolutely loved this when I saw it and I wanted to share it with you guys. So I hope that you receive a lot of awesome information from this episode. You're listening to Valora for the Artist, a podcast that inspires business owners to become the best versions of themselves. My name is Valerie Laura, and I am a regular schmegular girl with big dreams, and I hope to share with you lessons I have learned in my journey as a salon owner, as well as getting insight from pretty dope people who are making an impact in our industry. All right, Jill, welcome to the show, and thank you so, so, so much for being on here today. Absolutely. It's my pleasure. I'm glad that our schedules worked out for this. This yeah. is great. Yeah. Um, so Jill, when I was thinking about all of the craziness that is going on, I was like, I would really, really love to talk 
to, I see you as like the mama of the lash artist because <laughs> I feel like a lot of um, lash artists, salon owners look up to you because you give just wholesome advice and you've been doing it for a really, really long time. Um, and so I'm so excited to do this with you. Do you mind telling us a little bit about yourself, what you do and how you got to where you are now? Yeah, sure. I, I will try to keep it brief because my, I'm, I'm quite a bit older than you and some, and a, lo a lot of your listeners, but, um, I first started lashing in, um, it was 2005, possibly into two early 2006. And I started in a very weird way with, um, I owned a place called Gilbert Body Works and I was a deep tissue massage therapist. And I had, um, an esthetician friend who kind of four walled rented a room, not a booth, but a room there, uh, for her business. We had a, um, a Twina and Tai Chi practitioner. We had um, other massage therapists. And one girl came to work with us that was great at permanent makeup. And um, then all of a sudden, she just was off for a couple of days and she came back from her couple of days off. She's like, I have this amazing service. Uh, it's called eyelash extensions. And I have to practice on people before I can charge. Can I practice on you? So she practiced on all of us, of course. And when I was watching her do the lashes on others, and then my turn was up next, you know, or the next day or whatever, I told her, I said, you, if you need to be wearing them, because like how, else, I mean, you could just sell your services that way, you know, these are great. And she's like, well, yeah, I don't know too many people around here because it's pretty new, especially for Arizona. Um, that early, I think, honestly, in the States, it probably just came over from the east in maybe late 2002 early 2003 so you know it was really the beginnings of this and i said well i i can learn how to do it for you and just you know do it for you i said i'm really handy i love details i'm a i i draw i paint i do all kinds of um small minutiae craft work like beadwork and things like that and she just kind of you know helped it me so like you know, uh you have to it's more than just like kind of picking up a lash and putting it on. And I laugh now when I think about it because that's what I tell my students. It's more than just picking up a lash and putting it on, you know, dipping it in glue and putting it on. But I just knew that I would be good at it. So anyway, is she left um, this, the salon, but left us with a lot of people inquiring about it. So I learned very, very quickly and just, allowed our salon to be able to say yes to, um, you know, to the people who were looking for eyelash extensions. And, um, I've always been kind of a, like a trainer personality. Like when I was a waitress, I was like the, the lead so that I was training the new kids. When I was a dancer, I was the dance captain. So I ran rehearsals. I've kind of been like, never been an official educator before, but always had kind of a trainer personality. Um, that's the way I learned things actually. If I learn something thinking that I'm going to teach it to someone else, I learn it like completely. And it's a little trick I have to learn things well. I went through college that way, um, being able to not have to cram at the last minute too often, but to be able to learn in such a way that I knew that I was going to have to teach someone else the same exact thing. It really helps you plug in. So, uh, 
I started teaching in 2007 and um, had a, the beginnings of my lash effects company, the, um, the supplies. Um, very quickly, massage therapy was no longer in the cards for me because I just, lashes took over. And here in Arizona, like other pockets of places in the U.S., it just everyone wanted them, and it was really great. So it was good, good place to be in those early years for lashes because you could fill your book really fast. Everyone was interested in it. So I did a lot of soccer moms and, you know, uh, people who don't normally have take a lot of time for themselves. So having their lashes done for them was a great way for them to just uh, wake up and go but look together. And that was the big selling point for me in, in Arizona. That's so cool. I love how you said like to learn, like you're going to teach. Cause that definitely like changes your perspective of when you are learning. Um, yeah. So even if you think that you're going to maybe that you're not an official educator type, but you, but like learn to be able to share accurately. So you don't, uh, you don't kind of change it right away. You just learn it and work it really well so that you can show someone else or you could share with someone else. And it, you, it really tightens up your learning curve. And so then what do you, what do you do now? Now I'm, I'm a, um, I still own Lash Effects, which is a, a professional back bar company for lash artists. I sell the, you know, the lashes and the adhesives and the tweezers and all of the stuff that you guys need in your back bar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have spent the last three years hosting conferences, speaking at conferences, judging competitions. Um, and this year, 2020, I'm concentrating on things here in the U.S. for myself. Um, just trying to uh, grow the Lash Effects business uh, strong and um, continue with my online courses. Um, traveling places to speak at conferences and judge competitions is super, super exciting, but it's very expensive. So oftentimes you, you go there and then you do a class as well. It helps to supplement the cost of the trip for you, you know, um, and to be able to do all of those international trips and stuff. But then it's like, you're working to work. Um, if that makes any sense. So you're working extra hard when you're there to be able to afford to be there. And um, online training has always been for me a great way to reach more people with one amazing conversation than to repeat myself to small groups over and over again. So I kind of um, leave the training for beginner lash artists to other educators. And I love my niche is the uh, new in a, new teaching them how to use new product innovations um or how to accomplish advanced techniques so i love to do that stuff online because you don't need to guide someone's hands these are already people who have their eyes are sure of themselves their hands are sure of themselves and they know what's going to happen when they place a lash a certain way um that's the the type of student that i kind of found my my niche working with that is so awesome I think that you have so much like rich experience that I. That's I, another way of saying I'm old and oldie. <laughs> <laughs> but you like, I just feel like by what, by what you're saying, it's like you not only um, go through these different experiences just going through it, but you really try to 
take out lessons and really take full advantage of everything that you do in order to share with others. And I think that's really awesome. I think you're perfect for this craziness talk that is going on. Um, and I wanted to kind of focus a little bit today about the whole coronavirus that's happening. I think that yeah. I've had a lot of different owners reach out to me, like, what should we do? Um, asking if we should send emails, what about cancellation, like just a million questions. And I thought it would be cool to just kind of go over as much as possible with you and just refer everybody here. Like she has experience, listen to what she says. So, <laughs> so well, um, one of the things that I do um, besides uh, have lash supplies and teach lash techniques is I am a um, business and branding coach and we talk about the health of your business all the time. And that is like so true right now because it's not just like the, the health of your business. Like, are you ready to grow and hire a second lash artist or, you know, scale your business? It's not about the, your, you know, knowing your numbers and the profitability of the health of your business. But now it's literally about kind of the health and survival of your business. Everybody's thinking, Oh my gosh, I'm a beauty service provider mm -hmm. and service providers are going to get hit hard by this. If, if everyone has to really kind of comply and do social distancing, they're not going to take part in a lot of service industry offerings out there. And especially with the beauty service industry, we know, and we joke all the time that our clients will do anything to keep their lashes. They'll eat ramen for lashes, you know, they'll, <laughs> They'll take a second job so they can, yeah. they can do their lashes. Uh -huh. But really and truly, um, some beauty services in times of crisis get put on the, on the side and then other ones survive, you know, um, through and through. And we're just wondering which side, which side of the coin do we fall on right now? Yeah. Are people going to still come or should I, is it socially responsible for me to actually keep doing clients right now? And we have to, we have to talk about those things. We have to answer those things and we have to kind of plan and chew around all the edges and all the sides of it. So that if we decide to go ahead and continue servicing clients, we need to give those clients every confidence that they're walking into um, as safe a situation as possible. And what do you think are, what do you think are some things that we can do to make sure that we are giving them the safest environment possible? Well, I've been seeing a lot of posts on Instagram that I just, I've been screenshotting them with my phone just for my own um, happy file that people are really kind of trying to get out in front of it and letting people know that we sterilize um, anything that is used from one client to another and everything else is one-time use disposable. It's used on you and then it's thrown away or given to you. Like if it's a spoolie brush or something like that, we either throw it away or we give it to you. And I applaud people who are getting out in the front of that stuff and, and reminding the public how, how far our normal um, safety and sanitation measures go. But now's the time to really kind of knuckle down and, make sure that we don't cut any corners. Like for instance, a lot of us have really comfy, cozy comforters and pillows and whatnot on top of our treatment tables. Now is the time to not have those on there. Um, now is the time to have a surface, just the, the tabletop surface that you can literally wipe down with a cavicide wipe 
or spray down with um, a ready-to-use um, or pre-mixed diluted bactericide and viricide. So um, we have to really clean everything in between clients, not just take that blanket that's all cozy and stuff home once a week or once a day or whenever it is that you do to wash it because everyone's laying down on it. Mm -hmm. um, we have to make sure that we really and truly wipe down our doorknobs, mm -hmm. um, wipe down the, you know, the glam core that we keep adjusting um, overhead. We keep touching it um, from while we're working with different clients. We have to wipe down those things. I, I'm, a, I'm an advocate in times like these of definitely of, of breaking out the gloves and the masks, but the gloves are not sterile and they don't stay sterile. So if you touch anything with a gloved hand and you work on your client, you're, it's just the same as if you had bare hands. So if you are going to use gloves to give someone extra confidence that you're doing things right, make sure that they know that you're actually washing your hands while wearing the gloves or using hand sanitizer over the gloves if you reach out and touch things. If they hear you kind of rustling in your trolley, just, you know, tell them while their eyes are closed and stuff and say, you know, just use a little hand sanitizer here after, you know, after getting out a couple more different lash sizes. Give them that confidence that you're doing everything that you possibly can think of to make sure that they have a nice, safe lash appointment with you. That's so good just to kind of recap a little bit. So we must now be really diligent and not cutting corners, um, making sure that we're doing everything um, the way that we're supposed to and even the little details. For each client, yeah, not just for one day in the salon. Treat your room as if your whole room needs to be turned over, like you're doing permanent makeup services. A lot of lash artists do permanent makeup as well. They know the difference between turning over a table and turning over a workstation when you're um, doing permanent makeup versus when you're giving um, a facial or doing lash services. Treat everything to that highest standard and the tightest standard right now. That's so good. And also you said to make sure we're letting our clients know what we are already regularly doing. Um, that way they can just feel a little bit more confident when they come in. Because it's true, sometimes clients have no idea that we throw everything away or that we are washing our hands and stuff like that. So just making it public, what we're doing. Okay. Just saying it conversationally to them, you know, to let them know. They'll, they will, um, even if they don't, like when they sit up, say, I am so glad you said that today or whatever. They may not actually come out and say that, but on some level, it's going to register with them that they're in good hands. Mm -hmm. And you really, really have to respect the fact that they come in and they lay down on a table and they close their eyes while we have sharp tweezers and um, chemical substances around their eyes. But now there's this other layer of stuff going on with COVID-19 that we need to give them that same trust factor that they're at ease with us. But what do you think about um, clients canceling um, last minute um, and how to enforce your cancellation policy or not enforce it? I don't think, right, I think these are rare times right now and people are operating out of not what they think is best with their relationship with their lash artist, whom they love, believe me. They love you guys, like, you know, they, they would rather go two weeks longer and not get their roots colored in their hair than to, not, than to miss their lash appointment. But right. they're thinking of, of 
they're thinking of different things. They're thinking of their family. And if someone has scared them or, or if the media has scared them or they just feel unsure and they cancel on you at the last minute, I would say these are rare times. Give them the buy. Tell them, I'm so happy to reschedule you. How about if we schedule you, um, you know, what are you comfortable with? Three weeks out, two weeks out, you know, four weeks out. And then just invite them back into the fold. Don't enforce those. Don't make them come in out of fear of losing money. Right. When this all is going on, that's not worth it. Honestly, everyone's safety and sanity, including hello, yours and your families, is the best thing. So even if someone shows up and they're ready with cash in hand to give you money for you know an extended volume fill or a full set of lashes, if they're sick, don't work on them. You you the money can't be the deciding factor right now. Mm -hmm. It's different in, in healthier times, in less unique times to say, Hey, you know, you can't, you, you canceled at the last minute. I wasn't able to replace your appointment with another, with another client. This is how I feed my family. We all know, they all know that too. They didn't do it to hurt you. They did it because they're afraid. Um, I think we have to give them the buy and we have to work with them to reschedule them. I have seen lash artists, um, say in different conversations in forums and groups on Facebook that they're even going so far as letting their clients know, like they're emailing everyone or texting or sending out a, a message on their social media that says that if you need to cancel because of illness, please don't worry. And we don't know what's happening. Like what if our town becomes, you know, a hub of, of crazy numbers for, you know, for COVID-19 or COVID-19. Um, why don't we just say, when you come back, you can come back at your touch-up price. I know that that sounds like we're giving away the farm or whatever, but it's the, it's the way that you, we're going to have to behave in a, in a, we're going to have to think all the way around things and, and definitely do what you feel is right for you, but they've got bills to pay too. Yeah. So maybe they're not able to go to work. Do we expect them to show up to their lash appointment or pay their mortgage? Yeah. Because the mortgage company might not be as flexible, you know, as their lash artist. So. Right. That's so good. I absolutely love that idea. Um, and I think that's something that like, if it needs to be, we'll definitely start doing that too making full sets probably like a fill price do it for your established clients you know you don't have to do it for everybody so like say all of a sudden all these new people will come in once you know um all the fears lifted and whatever and then swamp you of course it would be great you know to get all these new clients but you know to have them all come for a touch-up price that's that's not what i'm saying is that i'm just saying for for your established clients that that book through with you and I listened to one of your first podcasts, um, Val, when you're talking about how your, um, your salon's success really, really developed when you guys started booking people through. Do that now mm -hmm. and tell them we may end up having to skip one right. because you or I may not feel well enough, but let's book you through so that you have that appointment time and you know you're coming in not for a two-hour full set, but just for that touch-up. Even if you have less lashes than you usually have, that's okay. I will work my lash off to make sure that every lash counts in that touch-up with you. So you walk away feeling really, you know, pretty again and like you're all together. 
for the normal price. Work with them like that, and I think that they will book through with everyone now so they don't lose out. Right. That's so good. This is exactly why I wanted to have you on the show because you have like gold mines of advice. This is so good. <laughs> um, and okay, so then you mentioned if somebody isn't feeling well to not service them. How do you right. think the conversation should go though? Like they're already here, they're we're already mm-hmm. taking them, and then you see that they're sniffling well, their coffee. How should we carry that conversation? Yeah, we- we all send out some kind, and if you don't, start today. Mm-hmm. Uh, we send out some kind of reminder, whether it's an automated text or an automated email with our booking systems. Mm-hmm. Start rewriting that language right now in those um, template messages that say, by the way, if you are not feeling well, if you have a fever or if you have a cough or you are just concerned about your health, please call to reschedule now because we will not work on sick clients Mm -hmm. and tell them why and tell them kindly, but firmly. The reason is, is that we could bring something home unwittingly to our families or our entire staff could get ill. Then we would be able to help nobody. Mm -hmm. It will be no clients who can, who can get their, you know, their, their beauty services done. Um, It's fair. I think using that, booking system, or if you're not doing anything like that, start doing it now. It doesn't take that much energy to just um, write up a text, send it to your clients, you know, insert their name and insert their appointment time or the the type of appointment and just have all those reminders. Just say, just as a reminder, right now, especially, please do not come in if you're ill. And if you are ill, we will offer to reschedule you at the soon as possible date. And believe me, I think you'll have openings to reschedule them. Um, I'm not saying that sarcastically, but there will be some people who um, maybe just get a regular old cold or something like that, or just are feeling so run down or whatever because of stress that they think they're sick. They're going to cancel. You're going to have some openings that you didn't have, you know, this cycle one or two times ago that, you know, this two week or three week cycle, you will have some openings for them to offer them. Yeah. That's good. And um, so what we've been doing at our studio is um, we have a a receptionist. So she is able to actually make the phone calls. So she will call them and let them know, hey, just um, wanting to confirm your appointment for tomorrow. Also asking you if you have any symptoms, you know, feel free to reschedule. We're not charging any cancellation fees or anything like that. And then they are so thankful for it. And I feel like they trust us more because of it. And I feel like they feel yeah. coming in because they know everybody else got the same phone call and everybody else is feeling fine that's in there. So I think that's really important to, um, to even just build trust in general. Yeah. Um, this is a little special, something that the business owners themselves can do. If you have a team, um, not everyone in the salon is the business owner, of course, mm-hmm. but if you're a solo practitioner, you're the boss, you know, um, and you might rely on your mind body, um, booking app or um, Vigaro or whatever to, to do all those things for you to do it personally right now is actually a really, really special touch. Mm-hmm. I spent yesterday afternoon calling all of the people who ordered from lash effects or whose orders were processed yesterday and thanked them personally for being a client, mm-hmm. thank them for their business and ask them, is there anything I can do for you or are there any questions I can answer for you? And uh, 
the ones who I spoke with live that I didn't leave this as a voicemail message um, were shocked that the owner of the company called them. They were like, oh my gosh, that that's never happened to me before. Mm-hmm. Um, that will go a long way for you guys too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead okay. of doing a regular text, you just do it in person with, you know, that special personal touch and just say, Hey, it's Valerie. I just wanted to remind you, um, we have that appointment set up tomorrow and you know, are you, how are you and your family? Are you feeling well? Just let you know, I'm a okay. I'm tops. I'm good to go. If either of us doesn't feel well tomorrow, when, you know, just give me a quick text. Do not come in sick. And I'm not, I promise you, I'm not going to do the same thing to you and your family either. You know, just like just making it a per- more personal touch. We're all trying to put systems in place to do the maximum number of services and to have um, the gears just spinning like a well-oiled machine. But now is unique times. Now is the time I really think to put on the personal touch. Yeah, I agree. I think that's that's really good. Um, and I think also another thing that's kind of freaking everyone out is the financial part of it. Um, sure. Not wanting to lose any clients right now because if, you know, we do have to shut down for however many times, I think a lot of people won't be able to afford um, not having clients for that amount of time. Um, what do you think is the best financial advice that you can give um, salon owners who have to close now and maybe weren't prepared before? Yeah. So if you're really worried and you're in a commercial rental situation, call your landlord. Mm. Okay. Um, tell them I'm really worried. Do you have any plans in place that if we are not able to do business as, as usual, that, um, we could have an extension on, you know, the business rent or what have you. I bet you a ton of them will work with you. They would rather work with you and have, you know, a full house in their commercial plaza than not. Um, so I think that that's a good call to make. Another call to make, and lash artists don't think like this until it's already happened to you. A very dear friend of mine just broke her leg. She was walking down the stairs. She had some things in her hand. She thought it was the last step and there was two more to go. And she broke her lower leg so badly that she has had, I don't know, there must be like seven or eight screws in there now and two plates. And she is just able to come back to work now a month later. And she didn't have disability insurance. Mm -hmm. Disability insurance is something that we should probably ask um, our insurance agents about Mm -hmm. and um, having this, there's various levels of disability insurance. Most you need one that has to work with your own occupation and it's called an own 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 occupation disability insurance. That means that because say she fell down and broke her leg. Well, she could still, you know, type or do another kind of work. So they would not pay out. Right. But an own occupation disability um, policy will, if you're not able to do the type of work 
um, that you, and there's gap insurances as well. I don't know if that Aflac duck will cover us, but maybe it's worth looking into. I don't know, you know, because the, the commercials sure look promising. I don't know, but it definitely is worth um, calling someone who's an insurance agent and asking them, what are my options? Because moving forward, I have to do this. And right now is probably also financially speaking, a great time to curb your spending. Um, don't go shopping. Well, we, we can shop so freely in our present times. I mean, my mom and my grandma, they didn't shop that freely in their, you know, in their eras. We're like, we shop and it ends up on our doorstep sometimes before 10 PM the same day. It's so the, the shopping economy is so fun and easy. Uh, but now is probably not the time to run up your credit card bills and things like that, because you may need to use that credit to pay for things like, you know, um, necessary bills. Um, if you don't have a nest egg, um, any time that you go back to work, whether it's at part-time scale or full-time scale, it's time to start taking care of your, your future. Um, that unknown future now um, and to put some savings away. Um, they all say you need to have whatever it is, three months or six months worth of, you know, whatever your monthly bills are, you need to know your numbers um, as, you know, stashed away. Most Americans don't have that much in savings. Um, not sure about the European economy. Um, I never asked my European girlfriends that question before. kind of maybe is a little too personal. I'm not sure, but I don't know how they are advised, but um, we have to have something stocked away. Yeah, I agree. I was actually, um, this was maybe when, I want to say like three weeks ago when, you know, this virus wasn't such a big topic. Um, sure. and I was talking to my dad because he owns a restaurant. And I was like, dad, if it got really bad here and we had to, shut down all of our businesses for three months, would you survive? And he was like, I wouldn't even survive one month. I was like, man, that's so crazy because, you know, thankfully I was blessed where I had a business coach and I was able to, where I would be able to, I would be able to survive three to six months and I would still be able to pay myself my regular paycheck. But that was just because of my coaching before and savings and to prepare for things like this. And it's so sad because then we get, or I get a lot of messages from different um, business owners, like freaking out, like, what do I do now? Like, I can't afford um, to not take clients, even if I'm not feeling well, like there, there's no other option. Um, and I think that finances, especially because most um, lash artists are, are women, we don't really, like, we think finance, like, we don't like finances. We like making things pretty. So numbers isn't exactly. really a priority. Um, but I think this is going to be a big wake-up call to everybody. Like, we need to get everything in order. We do need to prepare for these kinds of things because it just comes out of nowhere. Because not too long ago, we didn't have to think about the things that we're thinking about today. That's right. Mm -hmm. That's absolutely right. And uh you you might all of a sudden have to be at home because all, your kids can't go to school or your spouse um can't do you know their normal work schedule and you and everything gets turned upside down for you and you worry about 
the money coming in. It's not coming in. We have to rem remember that it's more, it's about more than just that topic. It's about our, our future health as well. We have to stop our behavior as a society right now. It has to be very reasonable. It has to be very logic. It can't be, it can't run on emotions like scarcity and desperation. And I'm afraid I won't be able to pay my bills. It can't run on that. Right. It has to run on the greater good, um, the, the logical, the sound advice, and it has to start now. And we, we can take care of each other. Believe me, if things got hard for a little bit of time for, you know, a few weeks, a couple weeks, whatever, we can take care of each other. We can. Mm -hmm. With what I've got in my pantry, I could probably feed another family plus mine mm -hmm. by just, you know, being reasonable. But I can't, I, I, I can't stress enough that I hope that our Lash brothers and sisters out there and our massage brothers and sisters and hairdresser brothers and sisters, all of us that work by appointment will not freak out and not go to work sick and not work on anyone sick. We can't do it right now. Mm -hmm. We have to stop the numbers from snowballing into another situation like Italy or China. Now we're coming down the chute. We're, we're after them. Mm -hmm. Do you know the sweetest thing? I just, it's kind of sort of off topic, but one of my suppliers who is from China I just got a FedEx package yesterday from them. It had 100 masks in it as a gift to me. They're worried about us. Yeah. Wow. They want us to stay in business. Mm -hmm. Of course they do. Yeah. It affects them, but they're able to go to work. It's just, it's really strange, but we have to put all these things in perspective. Um, everybody's dependent upon everybody. There's, we're all a piece in this puzzle that's kind of linked up all together. So behaving out of scarcity and emotionalism is not, unless it's the emotion of caring and, you know what I mean? Like, um, and helping, um, is not the way to go. Yeah. And I think also with all of this going on, it seems like there's people on one side or the other. Some people are really, really freaking out. And some people um, think it's not a big deal at all. Um, yeah, they're really cavalier. They're just like, ah, whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I understand. It's somewhere in the middle, probably. Mm -hmm. And we'll never know. We'll never know ahead of, we'll, we'll be able to look in hindsight. Who was right? Okay, yeah, you were right. I was wrong or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, hopefully it's not the worst case scenario and for the I feel really bad for the people who don't prepare for anything preparedness is part of this and if you haven't been preparing ahead of time it's okay to start today mm -hmm. it's okay to start today if you are able to work today and take clients today it's okay to to not spend some of that money it's okay to carpool with the other girls and someone comes in an hour early and they don't have a client yet just for the sake of saving on gas and pooling your resources together. Why would we all be spending money on gasoline or what have you, you know, just try to help one another out right now. Yep. Save a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. That's so good. Um, and, um, before we started, um, recording, you had mentioned that you have a friend in Italy. Um, yeah. 
And so, so they're shut down, but they're not incapacitated. You know, they're not in plastic bubbles. It's not like the, the movie contagion that everyone keeps referring to. It's, you know what I mean? It's not, it's not germ warfare or, you know, viral warfare right now. It's a, they're asked to stay at home. They're, I honestly, that word quarantine is just such a scary word for a lot of people, but it's more about social distancing and doing the right thing, staying, um, you know, a yard away from the next person. How are we going to do that as lash artists when we are hovering right over their face? Mm -hmm. Well, the only way that we can do that is if we go ahead and work the extra measures and nope, we are not required by state board to wear gloves or masks mm -hmm. for um, lashing, but you probably should mm -hmm. because it's the spittle mm -hmm. and the nose spray and coughing um, particles that would get on that other person, you know, to, to affect them and vice versa. So when your clients come in, gosh, if you have to joke about it, I guess, whatever, just say, you know, before we're just, in, we're just in starting a new process here where not just the practitioner, but the client as well, we all wash our hands. And if we cough or sneeze, we go wash them again or use this hand sanitizer that we have here. And I'm going to go ahead for the first time ever and I'm going to wear a mask for you because I am hovering over your face so that you can close your eyes and be very confident that I'm not, you know what I mean? Like going to be um, breathing that, that, that moist air on you. So those, they have you don't have to wear that N95 mask or whatever, but even just the ones that the, that permanent makeup um, artists wear, they use them in food service. They're like a clear shield. They're extremely inexpensive. It's not going to stop you from getting the virus, but it's going to stop you from when you're speaking with them and you're at such close quarters for no spittle to fly out of your mouth and face it. It happens all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. I know which ones you're talking about. That's good. That is really yeah. Okay, Jill. So before we finish off here, is there anything that you want to say, any message that you have for the panicking business owners out there? Yeah, I do. Um, I, I think that have reasonable conversations with people, try to work out proactive solutions for things instead of just being reactionary and um, kind of running like, a, you know, chasing your tail. Um, to put out little fires, have proactive conversations. Um, this podcast is serving such a big um, cause. Thank you for doing it. And thank you for initiating the conversation, Val. I mean, it's great. Anyone who listens to this, please share with your friends. Um, even if they're not in the lash industry, maybe they're in the hair industry or the nail industry or um, or, you know, um, a waiter in a restaurant, they can actually take some tidbits from this, maybe this discussion and discuss more intelligently with their friends and family, how to operate. Um, uh, on Tuesday, the 17th of March, um, I'm not sure what the timing of this, um, podcast launch or release will be, but if you're around um, at 6 a.m. Los Angeles time, I know that's so early, but there's a world of people in Australia, Europe, the East Coast of US, whatever, tried to make a, a global time when almost everybody would be up and awake. 
Um, and it's running the gamut from about 6 a.m. Well, actually earlier for uh, those in Hawaii, but um, to uh, our friends in Australia up to midnight. Um, we're doing a little, um, gathered a bunch of friends in the lash uh, industry that are mentors to others that have a strong tribe that, you know, people look up to for getting answers to questions and stuff. And we're going to do not a live where we all commiserate and, oh yeah, and this is happening in my neighborhood and this is happening here, but we're coming up with proactive, confident, calm ideas for how to spend the downtime that you're going to have so that your business can come out stronger in the end, so that your business and your personal relationships can come out stronger in the end, or how to navigate the hard conversations that might come up while we're going through this, I don't know if we should be closed or open scenario. So we're all going to be there to just kind of show the lash industry and other beauty industry providers um, that want to join us, of course, to um, what to do. And it's called live um, uh, lash industry virus education. We're not going to be educating you on um, infectious disease control or anything like that, but we're going to be giving good sound advice, um, ideas, suggestions, and like just a calming influence so that you know that you're not the only one. That's so good. Where, where, will, this, where will this be? There, there will be a link um, broadcast um, tomorrow on my Facebook page, which is, uh, sorry, my face, my Instagram page, which is at Lash Effects Global. And um, on all of the other uh, panel members, is Martina um, Kalos from Croatia, Leanne Harbour, and Jay Jones from the UK. Um, we've invited so many people. Some can make it and some cannot. Um, but there, I, to the moment, there's about 10 or 11 of us. Um, and, they're, and they're all posting it right now. So just look for a big red background with the, um, with the initials live and the words after them, you know, Lash Industry Bioeducation. And um, we will all have links so that you can join. It'll be a live stream. It'll be, the, the live stream will actually happen on a Facebook group, but you'll be able to watch um, afterwards as well. We'll have an event page that we, um, that we live stream to, and there's no, no cost, of course, no, nothing other than just come. And we hope that you will uh, tell a lash friend, tell a hair friend, tell a permanent makeup friend or whatever, because I think it will be helpful. I think it'll help to lift everyone's spirits about conferences being rescheduled or canceled and classes not being able to be held and what can we do with that time there's a lot of really positive things that we can do with um, some of this unexpected downtime that may or may not happen to us that's so awesome that is so cool that you guys are doing that i think that's really amazing um and i'm sure a lot of people will benefit so much from that um i will also um so i'm going to post this um, today's Saturday the 14th so hopefully tomorrow yeah. this will be posted so just in time um, okay. to be able to catch it on Tuesday you said right mm -hmm. okay. yeah perfect awesome and then I will also share the link um, on the description here um, but yes I cannot thank you and I'll send you the link if you want to join us Val um, on the panel you're you're more than welcome to we're just literally um, 
going to give a few seconds each of um, positive, we've got your back, supportive ideas. Um, you know, give a little bit of innovative thought, give a little bit of you got this girl mm -hmm. and answer people's questions. Um, so please join us. Please be on the, the, the group panel. I'll oh, put you in the message for it. Okay, awesome. Yes, I'm excited. That is so cool. I just, I'm so glad that, um, that people like you are getting together and doing these kinds of things because like I said, we just, I feel like we just need a sound person to just kind of just say, it's okay, even though we're all going through it together, but sometimes we just need that, that support. And I think it's, it's really cool that you guys are doing this. Um, and um, I cannot thank you enough for being on the show, for giving us such um, good tips and advice. I learned so much from everything that you said. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to have you again and talk about other things as well. Um, but I want to thank you. And if you don't mind sharing with us, I know you had mentioned your Instagram, but maybe um, your website and stuff like that of where everyone can find you. Sure, absolutely. Um, anybody's welcome to drop me an email to ask a question. My email address is jill at lashfx.com. The letter F, the letter X.com. Lashfx.com is my um, products website that also has a contact form on it. So you can, you know, catch it, get, send a question, send an email. Um, if it's about products, that's great. If it's about whatever it's about, that's fine. I'm really just. I'm kind of getting a really golden chance to earn my keep as um, I've been given um, lucky enough to be the recipient of a couple of lash industry advocacy and influencer awards. And now's when like I get to earn my keep and be there to answer a question or, you know what I mean? Like to offer yeah. um, that stuff that people kind of congratulated me on. Um, with a little trophy or a plaque or whatever. So here's where, you know, I roll up my sleeves and I serve you guys. So if you have a question or if you're a little bit um, shy of writing it out on a Facebook forum and it needs to be a little bit more personal or whatever, you can reach out to me. Um, on Instagram, it's Lash Effects Global. Um, on Facebook, it's Lash Effects. And um, yeah, I'm in a lot of the Facebook groups that you hang out in. So if you just kind of go up on the search bar, if you type my name in there, you'll see whether I'm a member or not. So if you just want to ask something, you can tag me in your posts and I'll be aware of the conversation and I'll try and join in and help out if I can. Um, this is where I get to earn my keep. Awesome. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me and for reaching out to to do this. I, I think it's a great idea. Talking through stuff takes away some of the negative power a lot of the time. So this is really good. Well, there you have it, guys. Word from the wise, Jill Pelican. Thank you so much again. And I hope you all enjoyed this podcast. I hope it gave you a little bit of comfort or peace. I hope that you were able to receive some information that could maybe help you during this whole craziness that is going on i really hope and pray that um you know we can all get through this together and be kind and loving to one another and supportive to one another um let me know send us um, a message a comment um on what you thought about today's episode and i shall talk to you guys soon